Eurovision. <laughs> uh, Eurovision yeah. is happening in America. Uh, let's go to People Magazine real quick, uh, so yeah. we can let you guys know what uh, we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are consistent listeners, uh, I will say that like maybe two episodes ago we were talking about two or three episodes yeah, ago. Two or three. I, I think we we're talking. It was uh, during our Eurovision episode, uh, the movie with Will Ferrell. Uh, we were talking about how like an American version of Eurovision could unify America, you know, because we're so divided these days. Yeah. And uh, and then like this week, Mike found this article and like he he sent it to me and he was like, dude, they they stole our idea, and I was like, what? And the guy said exactly the same thing that I said on the on the podcast. Yeah, it's <laughs> like yeah, in these divided times, <laughs> we need America song contest, uh, which is like it's being co-produced by Eurovision, so you know they they, they hey you know like they they. They stole our idea. It's just that they had more resources <laughs> that, than we do. So, you know. Yeah, like right here. Story. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this one's the article that I sent you, but apparently since I sent you the article, there's been like a bunch more about it. The one, yeah. the variety coverage about it has um, Silverman, Ben Silverman. Uh, he's going to be the executive producer on this, working with Eurovision. And he said, yeah. when America is more fractionalized than ever, and we are tr- dealing with so many issues that divide us, the one thing that truly unites us is our culture. We can unite it by celebrating its diversity, its distinctions, pulling everyone around its love and music and its love of song. That is almost exactly what we were like <laughs> talking about. <laughs> That's we were, almost exactly what we were saying. Like, I don't, I don't think this is the word we use, but we were kind of no. talking about like how all, everything that's happening this year is just going to lead to a great American fuck it moment. Yeah, <laughs> where everyone's just gonna like, you know what? Let's just have this like free, like free-minded, whatever, artful song yeah. contest thing that's just wacky, like Eurovision. And turns out, Eurovision turns is out. doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like uh, we uh, we we knew where where the the industry was going. We we know. Yeah, we're uh, on the we, vibe, we, as the yeah, kids say. Yeah, we're on say. the vibe. We, we got all the good ideas. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thing is, okay, so it didn't piss me off that much, but still, I was kind of like, mm, you know? <laughs> yeah, because like, I'm pretty sure that like at some point during Eurovision, they considered having an America version. But yeah. now more than ever, it feels like it would be a real thing. Because yeah, like, I, I don't uh, feel like America would hold back on how artsy they would want to be and how over the top. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, well, the thing is like, it's going to be, it's going to have its own version of like weirdness. Yeah. You know, like it's, Europe has its own like tastes and, and ways of, of, uh, you know, being weird uh, <laughs> for, for lack of a better word. But I think. I don't know. I feel like America, like America Song Contest, which is what it's going to be called, I think, or the the American Song Contest. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I didn't think it would be that um, simple. I thought it was going to be America Vision. You know, that would have been yeah, Amerivision or like Amerivision. Patriot Vision or something you know, like that. I don't know. Something like that. <clears throat> but like, uh, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Uh, they named it, you know. You know what it is. It's like <laughs> yeah, American it's a song, song contest. contest. In it's, America. It, that, that's like the a American second place to like Washington football team 
for like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like templated like thrown together just yeah. names for whatever so like what are we gonna call it well uh we live in washington and uh <laughs> so that's what we should call I'm it sorry. i'm sorry yeah. there, there there is so much absurdity this year i know not everyone's ready but there's gonna be some things to laugh at like yeah, there is no way sure. anybody is gonna take washington football team seriously for an entire season <laughs> Well, like, uh, uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, it, it's it is a very simplistic uh, yeah. name. Yeah. But the then, weird thing is that. Or sorry. What? Yeah. Sorry. No. Uh, go, no, go ahead. no. The weird uh, thing is that, like, if you look at the NBA, they literally change names like all the time, and like, like you, you okay, this team name moves here. Okay, now we got a name, the New Orleans something new. Okay, Pelicans. We're gonna move Sonics of here. We're gonna okay. What are we gonna call it? Thunder. And it's like that happens all the time. But with NFL, it's like this issue has been going on for so long. And then I don't know where it's like they can't even, they don't even have backup names. <laughs> so they just call it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's like uh, they call it, they could call it after an animal, you know? Yeah. It's like some ferocious Washingtonian forest animal. I don't know. The Washington. <laughs> Washington, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The Washington, Washington Bears. Parks there you go. You know, like the Bears. Yeah. You know, Actually, there's I, already the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. <laughs> the Bears. Uh, I don't know. Like, they could call it the, the Mosquitoes. There you go. Washington Mosquitoes. <laughs> we just did your job for you. Good I mean, job. Mosquitoes are everywhere. You know, they're not necessarily uh, God. like specific to Washington or New York or New Orleans or wherever. You know, it's, it's if they game. end up naming themselves after some kind of bug i'm gonna be so mad because i'm gonna know that like somebody is listening to this Someone's you, got, to you, this, you yeah. took a miracle vision i mean took our i mean we hope bug themed to washington <laughs> <laughs> well we got like nine listeners in san jose area, or no three uh I, I don't know thing is like we have like 60 okay 65 percent of you are listening to us from uh let's say, okay so it's 65 percent of our u.s listeners which yeah. make the bulk of, of our listeners yeah. uh, are located in California. And of yeah. those like 65%, there's like 80% of those are in San Jose. And I think there's like 10% Menlo Park and somewhere else. So they're all around like, you know, the San Francisco Bay nice. area. And uh, you know, Thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we know one of you in the Bay is listening in, <laughs> taking notes. I wonder if the guy in Menlo Park is actually Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Facebook presents. He's just like, I've had enough of these congressional, yeah. you know, like uh, appearances on Zoom. Yeah. I need to listen to some What We Binge. I need my binge time. And uh, <laughs> Facebook presents America's Song Contest Vision, whatever. Yeah. Presented I mean, I by the Washington America, Mosquitoes. Uh, I was calling it America Vision, which I thought was a nice ver name. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, you know, they, they went with the very generic. It's like saying, hey, I, I bought this new uh, painkiller. Oh, what's it called? Painkiller. You know? <laughs> Washington <laughs> you know? Painkillers. There you go. Washington Painkillers. Yeah. Or but isn't that the opposite pain, of pain inducers? Pain, you know? pain bringers. <laughs> pain bringers. Yeah. Pain Just bringers. get very specific. Get your words right, people. We are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we are the pain. Killers, pain, comma, killers. I don't know. Pain. The painters. Pain. Painers. We bring the pain. 
Washington we Penals. bring the pain. <laughs> <laughs> we bring the pain with pain. <laughs> Dude, okay. So uh, this week, a very special episode. We're going to talk about superheroes, as, us- as usual. <laughs> yep. An <laughs> so, entire thing about superhero shows, except for yeah. um, uh, last week. Yeah. We, we usually yeah, talk about superheroes in Star Wars, but uh, yeah. last week, a bunch of you loved the Kissing Booth yeah, 2. Yeah, you guys loved the Kissing Booth 2. Uh, yeah. Well, I think, I think a lot of people are interested in that and are probably interested in our take on that because I don't think it's something that uh, people would uh, usually expect us to, uh, to look at. Yeah. So... A new update. Did you know that that entire practice scene where they have the 360 camera, that was all green screen? Yeah. They're pra- yeah. You the can dancing. see it on YouTube. It's all green screen uh, because like there's a moment where the background changes and she's remembering shit. Yeah. Like, oh, I kissed Noah. I remember the name. <laughs> I kissed Noah. I <laughs> and uh, yeah. And then it's like, oh, Marco. You are the MVP of my love life. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Dude, that, that gave me some ideas for like, if that day ever came when I can be a cinematographer, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, there, there's a lot you can, I, I had no idea that was green screen. That's pretty good. So, yeah. The thing is, it's like, uh, have you seen the, uh, I know we're, we're talking about superhero movies, which we're not doing at the moment, but I'm going to talk about Star Wars, like how they filmed Mandalorian. It's yeah, like, it was all they're thinking the, that, it yeah, it's all like, screens uh like leds or something i can't remember yeah and they're projecting the background so all the light that you know shines uh, that reflects off of uh yeah. mando's helmet like is yeah you know it, it's combined and it's well done and uh they thing is uh it's still expensive but i guess yeah. as more and more people use that technology like uh i heard that i mean it was one of the people on the mandalorian documentary thing that's on disney plus uh like they said that maybe green screen will like go out of go to go out of style yeah. try to say yeah <laughs> well no, uh, it's only I'm, gonna be like tiktok guys yeah. who use green screen uh yeah. <laughs> with a green t-shirt uh, or triller in about 45 thriller. days or whatever thriller. yeah I, I yeah how many how many people are using triller i think it's mostly rappers and uh i don't know all a bunch musicians. of musicians like, yeah, like i've seen no, a lot of musicians on there a bunch of TikTok people are like moving yeah. over, so I think Trill is just going to be an overall at yeah. some point. I mean, the day Trump like uh, bans TikTok officially, like everyone's going to ship to go to Triller. Although, do you yeah. see like Instagram installed a new thing called uh, Reel or something or Reels? Yeah, like uh, which is very similar to what you can do on TikTok, kind but of. But the things you did on TikTok were also things you could do on Instagram Stories. Yeah. So I don't really know why Instagram put in a new feature when everything you can do on TikTok you can already do on. Well, that's true, but I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like uh, there's a lot more control on TikTok than true. in Stories. Like Stories, I'm still kind of like fumbling around with it once in a while. So yeah. I'm like, what? How, how the fuck do I do this? I feel yeah. old when I do. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, and then uh, TikTok, like you can, it's like, you know, Vine, you used to be able to keep your finger on it or something that would pause and you could do like jump like things or yeah, yeah. whatever. You can do that on TikTok, uh, which you might not be able to do anymore uh, soon. We don't ah. know. <laughs> yeah i <laughs> but i heard microsoft wants to buy tiktok just to fix everyone's problems uh you know to make it american 
American TikTok. Uh, TikTok <laughs> by uh, it's talk. Satya Nadella, like the CEO. Yeah. Of of Microsoft. I wonder if they uh, they could yeah. incorporate Xbox into it. I don't know. I'm noticing. I think they're making Xbox more of like a brand yeah. than like yeah. the exact. Like, well, it's more of a media hub nowadays. Like, uh, you know, you could you can use it to game. The thing is, like, it's also great for gamers. You you have like Game Pass, which is great. X Cloud uh, is coming. X Cloud uh, is coming, and uh, you know, I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna buy X the X Series X uh, immediately. I'm just gonna wait for it to the price to taper off a little bit. And uh, yeah. Uh, you know, like like normal people should do, and <laughs> because like I mean, anytime a console comes out, it's like eight hundred bucks, and then six months later, it's like five hundred. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even then, like, come on. Uh, but okay, yep, you have to wait for the slim version. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like the Xbox Series X S. You know, like slim, and uh, sl- yeah, Xbox X Slim. Like, excellent. That could be my stage name. Uh, <laughs> but yeah so talking about x-men uh so x-men the first first of its name uh the movie came out on disney plus uh movie that is 20 years old uh yeah pretty still holds up still holds up yeah and there is a, actually an entire x-men section i'm logging into my disney plus right now and there's an entire uh section just for yeah. x-men stuff now so i think it's just awesome. for the movies because the thumbnail yeah. is the movie logo but uh we'll take take a look at what's in there but they're hitting this x-men thing pretty hard so yeah that that, that makes me question more if they're a hundred percent going to incorporate it into the mcu because usually they would want to like you know erase any thought yeah. of like the pot the past x-men stuff but they're they're hitting it pretty hard (laughs) yeah what's like uh i don't know like i'm not sure how they're going to uh merge like uh the x-men into the the mcu Mm -hmm. but i heard that uh there i heard that uh, maybe rogue might appear in captain marvel 2 and she might be the villain that's like our those are the rumors yeah uh, but then, like Captain Marvel two is going to be a bit like Captain America: Civil War because mm-hmm. it's going to be like a mini Avengers movie within a, a like a solo film. So uh, it's going to be. I hope. Thing is, like I, you know, I think uh, Captain Marvel for comic book fans or for the the you know heavy geeks out there, uh, they probably didn't like Captain Marvel. But I, I didn't like Captain Marvel for. I mean, I liked watching it but it's not something that i'm going to rewatch uh over yeah. and over again and it's just that like the character i feel like they didn't uh the writers the writing it's not like everyone's hating on brie larson these days uh yeah. i mean all the the toxic masculine people uh, <laughs> <laughs> er, again er, I I guess. Mean, i'm toxic and masculine uh yeah i don't know uh, <laughs> patriarchy that's the word on that. the patriarchy so that's a long word <laughs> one thing is like i think okay so like people who defend the movie say it's like oh you only hate it because it's a patriarchy and blah blah and like, yeah. and like no it's because the movie even though uh it was like the action was pretty good the special effects were great 
Yeah. Uh, I think Brie Larson is is a good Captain Marvel. It's just that they haven't given her the chance to actually own the part yet. Yeah. To, to my feeling, I feel like it's just like things were happening to her. It's just like I have Captain Marvel. Shit happens. Okay. This other yeah. shit happens. Okay. And and okay. she okay. was actually oh, okay. I I would argue that she was the biggest name to get cast as like a main Avengers member or a main yeah. Marvel member because like yeah I think Tom Holland uh, there was no I, pressure I, I, on yeah. him because there was no I mean yeah. there was pressure but I mean like there there was a huge expectations because nobody knew who who Tom Holland was first nobody really yeah, for sure knew, well, knew I, Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth yeah. yeah. I think people knew, uh, like they, I mean, people knew probably, I mean, they, they knew Robert Downey Jr., but like he had been, uh, yeah. you know, he, he hadn't been active, in, uh, you know, the years previous to uh, Iron Man 1. Yeah. I think he only did like, you know, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I think before Iron Man. Yeah. You know, he, he had come back from um, from rehab, I think. And, uh, you know, in the next two, three years after that, like he, he got Iron Man. Yeah. And the uh, thing is like, no one had big expectations for that either, but it was a really good movie. Um, and yeah, I, I get your point. It's like Chris Evans, like, oh, okay. He was like Human Torch and he appeared in like, uh, what was that movie? Like uh, not Peter Jackson, not Percy Jackson either, but like, you know, yeah. something against the, uh, oh shit, I'll remember that. I'll remember the movie <laughs> later on. But uh, yeah, the thing is like, he was known, but not like super famous. And uh, I think yeah. it's kind of the case for, uh, I mean, no one knew who Chris Hemsworth was before Thor. Yeah. Uh, like, and it's true that Brie Larson, like she, her name, like she was nominated for an Oscar. Did she win the Oscar? I uh, she didn't win the Oscar. But she was nominated. And yeah, like, essentially like six months later, like she's Captain Marvel. And they're like, oh, okay. Like uh, first, yeah. you know, it's, it's the same thing for, I wonder if the same pressure is going to, I'm sure there's going to be as much pressure for uh, Mahershala Ali when he plays Blade because he's like pretty famous nowadays. Yeah. And um, like, I like, think, yeah, th th there was a lot of weight there, especially because it's between uh, the Avengers movies. Yeah. Like Infinity War happened, which was like, oh, gasp. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then it was like, oh, Captain Marvel, like, oh, she's more powerful. Like they hyped it up so much. And like it made tons of money like it made tons of money it's yeah. just like as in the roster of marvel movies it is not the best one yeah and i wouldn't put it in my top five yeah not like the, because the, uh, she's a female superhero or whatever just because like the best character was not the protagonist like was not captain marvel yeah like, I, like usually with with like yeah like franchise movies especially superhero franchise movies that are yeah. based on like really well-known like pre-existing material it's like you don't usually want a lead actor that's bigger than the franchise but yeah. and but i mean like if times are changing times are changing but that's kind of what worries me about like the next batman and i think we talked about this before because they just announced um they're gonna have a they're planning to make a catwoman show now based on oh. the batman version the 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 With, zoe kravitz uh, uh version of catwoman but it's like it's like the the yeah. movie didn't even come out yet, and it's kind of like you don't want to pre-plan. Yeah, you, you too don't many put things. The cart, you know, in front yeah. of the horse, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just well, make I, a good I, movie first. Yeah, uh, Robert Pattinson like, is already yeah. like. 
but it's kind of like what they did with the uh, DC extended universe. Like, you know, when they did the, the Zack Snyder uh, DC movies, yeah. like they, they were like, okay, we have a Superman movie. Then we're going to have a Superman movie that has Batman in it. And then yeah. we're going to jump directly into Justice League, even though you don't know half of the characters weren't there. Yeah. Uh, so it's like Batman versus Superman, AKA throw the bag of Easter eggs in your face. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, uh, well, uh, let's see how the Batman with uh, Robert Pattinson goes. But yeah, I heard that they want to make uh, HBO TV shows for like each villain in uh, Batman's like, or for several villains in, uh, you know, Batman's rogues gallery, as, yeah. as it's called. And uh, it, it's, I don't know, thing is, that it's a good plan. But it's weird that like they're the opposite of Marvel. Like Marvel doesn't say anything until they're sure about it. And mm. uh, Warner Brothers is like, yeah, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. It's gonna be amazing. And like, oh, okay, we change plans. Uh, switch plans. Okay, we're gonna do something else. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you Dude, know, I wonder how Fandom is gonna go in a few weeks. Badverse. It's gonna be the Batman. The Batverse. The Bat Universe. The Batverse. Yeah. The Bat-verse. Like I, I, like we we really have no idea how much they've planned or how much they've already done. We're not gonna know mm-hmm. until like, is it in two weeks? This DC Fandom virtual uh, yeah. thing. It's in. It's yeah. in a couple of weeks. Uh, DC Fandom. So I'm sure they're gonna probably show the uh, like the Batman trailer and and uh, maybe they might show a sneak peek of Wonder Woman or they might announce whether they put Wonder Woman on VOD or not, which, you yeah. know, uh, probably, I would wait. I don't know. I, I would wait yeah. before and like, putting it on VOD. And they're going to talk about Suicide Squad. And I have a feeling they're going to have yeah. more Squad, than we that. expect for that, more than we expect yeah. for the Suicide Squad because they already finished filming like last year. Yeah. Well, so. they, they've been editing. Like James Gunn's been... I think I don't know if James Gunn has already finished working on that movie or if he already transitioned into uh, like Gardens of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yeah. Uh, but it felt like it. I don't know. Like I have to check his his Instagram. But uh, <laughs> that guy puts everything on Instagram. Like, look at this script. Or <laughs> this is the cover page for Suicide Squad by James Gunn. I'm yeah. sure it's going to be just because I like James Gunn's movies. Uh, I mean, the ones that I've seen, I haven't seen. There, there's like a horror movie that he made with slugs. Uh, I haven't seen that one. Although I remember seeing the trailer like years ago and I was like, whoa. Yeah. But uh, let's say I like his superhero movies and I like his short films that he did before he, he hit it big. Uh, <laughs> like he, it's okay. Uh, we're not we're not monetized, so I feel comfortable saying this. But like he made uh, short films with Nathan Fillion yeah. and a bunch of actual porn stars, and uh, ah. I think it was Nathan Fillion, his brother, who plays who who's the stand-in for Rocket when they f- shoot the yeah. of the Galaxy. Uh, uh, what's it? Gun. There we go. Yeah, Sean Gun. And uh, it was like uh, porn without without uh, sex, essentially. So it's like, you know, it's like, uh, so I have like, oh, my car's broken down. And then the Nathan Fillion is like the, the car mechanic is like, oh, let me fix it. And then like, and then the girl's like flirting with him or something. So like the usual scenario of what might happen in a porn flick. And, uh, and then Nathan Fillion's like, well, your engine's done. Bye. And, then <laughs> and it's like, it's really hilarious, but it's very like low 
you know, low definition, like from 2005, I don't know, like we old, but yeah. I, I think it, he still has a website with that, but I wonder if he's still like, uh, keeping it up, but yeah, I don't think so. It's kind of very obscure, but it, it was something that I found like in 2014, uh, around when like Guardians of the Galaxy came out and, uh, I was like, damn, like James Gunn. And I was like, Oh, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty crazy. But yeah, moving on. Uh, Suicide Squad is, I'm really looking forward to that because I feel like the first one was a huge missed opportunity between, I don't know, studios interrupt, you know, inter- interrupting, uh, like interfering. Yeah. No, it was like uh, a panic mode movie. Like they, they really yeah. did, had no idea what they were doing with. And they don't have Jared Leto's Joker. They don't have him. Oh, no. As far as I know. Oh no, yeah. oh, thousands of children are now disappointed. Yeah. Although it's going to be PG-13, I think, right? Or is it rated R? Oh no, it's rated R. Yeah, it's rated R. Okay, like, oh, thousands yeah. of teenagers are disappointed. And oh, the no. kids are like, well, I'll watch that later when I torrent it. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, I'm really looking forward to that one. Like Wonder Woman 84. Uh, I was really looking forward to that movie as probably like our listeners who have been listening to us for a while can probably attest to that. But uh, like, I think I mentioned it before. So I like Black Widow also. I know because like the big news this week was that Mulan is going to be released on a Disney plus. Yeah. And like, um, in theaters in the rest of the world. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about Like it, it, it really sounds like um, there's a rush to make, streaming kind of uh like the centerpiece for a lot of media companies like amc is basically moving towards the future with streaming uh the weird part about streaming though is that most companies including disney and warner brothers uh they they still they're still waiting to break even because they're in the stage of like each business is in in the stage of like building their brand and still building their value and right now shows tv shows and movies aren't what aren't the product anymore they're the leverage mm-hmm. so it's like <laughs> so, so that's going to change the the dynamic a lot uh yeah. did you see that one um that that one um video of the i think i think it was in france the theater owner who just like took, I think it was like a sledgehammer or something. And he oh, just yeah. like beat the shit out of like <laughs> the Mulan stand. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he totally destroyed that uh, yeah. cardboard, like cutout of Mulan. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, I feel for him, but it's, yeah, yeah I think like the, in the yeah. within the next two years, and I think it's going to lead to, I think the new model is going to lead to a lot more, you know, free expression or a lot more like artistic, um artistic freedom in a lot of movies but the and i and i don't think theaters are going like anywhere at all but this this is a new thing not profiting off of the actual movie (laughs) so this is gonna like (laughs) yeah it's like uh well it's you know i think uh for example disney uh disney plus like they it's going to be about like big movies that everyone wants to see or big TV shows or, you know, it, same thing that, that, that it was with like, uh, you know, Netflix. I don't think a lot of people 
you know, subscribed to Netflix before House of Cards came out and then Narcos yeah. and then all those big TV shows. Yeah. And now, um, you know, after Hamilton, uh, after they dropped Hamilton on Disney Plus, they got like 60 something million, uh, you know, a, a shitload of subscribers just because of Hamilton. So I feel like they might have, and honestly, like a subscription to Hamilton is like, I mean, to for a Disney Plus is like $6.99 or something or $5.99. Can't remember around that. And like a ticket for Hamilton before COVID-19 was like $300 per person or something. Yeah. So, you know, you're thinking like, you know, you might, you're going to spend less money subscribing for a month mm -hmm. uh, to watch Mulan, for example, with your kids. Yeah. Yeah, but then you're gonna have a shitload of other Disney movies to watch with your kids, and they can just be happy, and they can leave you, you know, alone, and you can work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like if you're still stuck at home, uh, but it's like, uh, you know, I feel well, like yeah, the pricing models is changing, and it's sort of like everything's gonna be, uh, most things are gonna be like streamed, and uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think like movie theaters are going anywhere it's just i feel like the way we're going to use them might be a bit different yeah uh, you know it's like i i think they're you know they might release the vod version and the theater version at the same time or maybe they might release it a week after it comes out in theaters because yeah. most people watch movies the first week in theaters most people do yeah and uh, most of the big numbers come in the first week and yeah. you know they might do it for a week and then release it later but then i don't know if people are just going to wait for it to come out on vod uh to watch it or not yeah. uh, i think a lot of people are especially after this are going to miss the just the act of being surrounded by people by other people even though they're strangers you know just like the fact yeah. of going out <laughs> being in a theater having a communal experience is going to be like a luxury yeah, and the tricky thing is that they're they're always talking about like, um, I guess um, like when when you read articles and read about executives and their um, I guess I guess, or just people from the industry in general, it just sounds like they're saving theaters for like the big movies. Like it's getting more and more to a point where it's only going to accept like superhero movies and really franchise movies but yeah, the, the truth the, is the you never really know what's going to be a big movie like blumhouse is probably the one studio that's consistently proving that you never know what a big movie is going to be because since the dawn of cinema there's been huge budget almost franchise worthy movies that have tanked and there have been small three million dollar movies that have like made its budget back like how many times <laughs> yeah no, i think uh well it's like i guess it's like the the industry is the the big players are just hedging their bets you know it's like well you know like out of the 10 movies that are super high budget about you know superman and uh batman or you know i guess more of the the marvel movies are making more money i guess uh i mean consistently yeah. uh except for the last few dc movies but Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to be, well, you know, one misses uh, the mark, but we have all these other ones. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I think like the, the money that the, the movie that made a lot of money compared to its budget was uh, Joker, uh, for example. But that, that had, I feel like if you have a movie that's not a huge blockbuster thing mm -hmm. uh, or you don't expect it to be, uh, mm -hmm. 
the only thing that's going to save the movie is like word of mouth and just people yeah. be you know i feel like that's what made joker so huge because uh the first critics were like yeah this is like you know it's really too hardcore and you know it's like you have to be careful with that and everyone was like i think they even banned it in some cities or something so yeah. you know it, it's a bit like when psycho came out in uh, you know the hitchcock that hitchcock movie like he had like zero budget he had zero budget for marketing he uh he just like he wrote letters to each uh movie theater mm-hmm. and said like and and gave them like instructions about how to show the movie to people and said like yeah you have to be careful because there might be riots mm-hmm. and uh, because this movie is so hardcore and uh, you know you can't let people know what's going on and you have to tell people like you can't you know it's like he it, it was like a really big like pr thing that probably didn't cost him as much as showing a bunch of ads on uh i don't know what you know on tv i don't know yeah how those ads worked at that time but uh it's kind of the same thing like the, there was like it's the controversy is is what i mean like mm-hmm. joker had a lot of controversy around it and that's why so many people wanted to watch it mm-hmm. and uh, because it was like a guilty pleasure you know sort of like well this feels so bad but feel so good at the same time you know (laughs) (laughs) you know i think movies like the joker and you know psycho as well but that's like an old example but like they that should be sort of like a blueprint for you know if you have a small movie uh i mean you can't do that with every movie like you can't like do a remake of uh, pride and prejudice and say like you know zombies (laughs) it's really extreme we we see elizabeth's ankle you know <laughs> you yeah know, i mean they tried it with thing. that that did they make a movie out of that prior prejudice zombies no uh, it was yeah, a Pride prejudice and zombies i think uh and it was with a bunch of actors who are actually big now <laughs> it lily seemed like J- a, oh lily james oh really yeah lily james <laughs> was in there uh like who else was in there zombies Oh man! Oh, commercial failure! Oh wow! I'm surprised. Yeah, well, it's it's like it's a movie of a similar caliber to uh, like Lincoln and vampires, like Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's kind of the same same type of of movie. Oh, man. <laughs> so Lindsay James was in there. Lena Headey was there. Charles Dance. For oh, and uh, before I lose this thought, Mandalorian season two is still. They haven't announced anything against this yet, but it's still on track to come out in October. Yay. So thank you to that little basement screen thing they have. for yeah. that. <laughs> I'm gonna finish like that. that was like pr- probably the perfect uh, setup to just do like a socially distanced, like, you know, TV show. <laughs> they don't need to go outside. They're yeah. all inside. Like, Hey, the sound guy has like this really long pole. It's going to be probably longer than six feet. Uh, <laughs> it's like, do you have the sound? Yes, I do. And uh, they knew. They knew. And uh, I'm really looking forward to, I, I'm really looking forward to a lot of things. I'm just, I'm just hoping that they all come out, you know, uh, Black Widow, Wonder Woman 84, Mandalorian season two, because like they, they said that uh, Boba Fett's going to be there. Yeah. Uh, played by, uh, Temura Morrison. More Morrison, yeah. Morrison. Whoa, I remember. I remember names today. Hey, there you go. Like I'm not good with names, uh, usually. Make the most, but yeah. yeah. 
but like they they think like he might also play um you know the live action version of captain rex as well you know so yeah. it would be like old boba fett and old captain rex and yeah. uh that would be awesome right yeah well <laughs> my, um, my nerd bone is tingling yes uh, <laughs> well i'll say one thing like this week um and this is about like franchise movies in general and like I guess what I expect to see when theaters start being a thing again. So I just started watching the boys. Uh, I watched a little bit of the boys. (laughs) I watched a little bit of, (laughs) I watched a little bit of um, Umbrella Academy season two. Um, There's so many TV shows. Yeah. Of course I got through Watchmen and I'm like this whole, like one for one thing, like nowadays I'm happy. There's like a lot of outlets you like if you want to make premium like high concept shows there's a lot of outlets you can do it on now but i'm wondering if that's going to get old that whole idea of like upending the superhero myth or the superhero genre like i I thought about this because like if you watch enough of these shows back to back there's always like a consistent theme of like questioning superheroes but i feel like in 2020 people are going to want after this year people are going to want something that's just straightforward and hopeful and like borderline corny like this would be the perfect time for like a big budget superman to come out that's like authentic to what superman was not like a man of steel trying to be batman but trying not to come across as it kind of thing It's like you know, I want to see Henry Cavill come back as Superman, but maybe they should have a different scriptwriter. I don't know. It's, it's like something. I want to see the people less, who worked uh, on Shazam to yeah. like work on Superman because Shazam was almost like the perfect Superman movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, he, he has a cameo at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't see his face. For like two but... <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, uh, you know, well, I think Witcher, Witcher season two. I think Witcher was the reason why he didn't do that cameo, I think, uh, and Shazam. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, uh, yeah, I think because, like, okay, so, like, the, the, the boys' comic book is way more hardcore than the TV show is. Yeah. Way more hardcore. And uh, Billy, Billy Butcher, you know, the guy who is, uh, you know, uh, Carl Urban's character who you may know from other amazing post-apocalyptic movies like Dread. By the way, and, he's uh, just being Carl Urban in this. It's like, if you saw him in other movies, in other movies that's, yeah. that's who he is in this. <laughs> it's like, but he's, he's really typecast as being like a really kind of like yeah. rough, angry, uh, badass. Play like, by the rules. That kind of except guy. Except for maybe Cap, you know, when he played Doctor, uh, you know, like in, in the uh, Star Trek movies. Uh, he played Dr. McCoy. It's like, I'm a doctor, Jim. And uh, <laughs> it's like, I'm a doctor, not a poet. And he, <laughs> I don't know if you ever said that, but that would be funny. It's like, uh, Dr. McCoy, give me a line. And like, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a doctor, Jim, not a copywriter. Uh, has to flip anyway. a, he has to flip a table. You just got to put a table in front of him every so often so he can just. Yeah. Because <laughs> like he he was also in Thor Ragnarok and he plays Scourge, and uh, he has the same accent essentially as in the boys. Like I think it's yeah. his actual accent because he's from New Zealand and uh, you know I thought he was okay. Australian for a while. He's actually a, a Kiwi. He's from New Zealand, ah. and uh, you know he was like 
uh, yeah, like the, the trailers look pretty cool. Like uh, in Stormfront, who's a new character uh, coming season two, like actually like in the comics, he's a guy, Stormfront. And he's actually like oh, a Nazi okay. or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, well, you know, I mean, so, like if you look at the you know, name, I, I'm trying like... to get to the point that I was getting to is like, damn, okay, I get lost. <laughs> so thing is like the boys is less hardcore like the the Amazon Prime show is less hardcore than the comic book, so I'm thinking that maybe Billy Butcher, instead of being such a, an asshole in the comics, which mm. uh, he is kind of an asshole in the TV show, maybe they'll make him a bit more heroic. You know, going back to your uh, comment about like making things a bit more heroic, uh, but you know, it's like all these TV shows, like Harley Quinn, also makes fun of superheroes. Deadpool was like, I guess, the first big one, big like. Uh, let's say live action a parody of his uh, for superheroes because like that's the nature of the character uh, but like the boys yeah it, it's uh, it seems like you know it, it was the time it's been the time of the anti-hero and I guess people are gonna want you know like Captain America in Avengers 1 you know with like the traditional garb yeah and, you know people need old-fashioned cap and uh, <laughs> it's gonna be that kind of vibe uh, or not, maybe we're gonna go full 70s and like taxi driver on, on this shit. So, uh, <laughs> oh man, like I, you're talking I, to me. Oh you know? man, I, I, I it, it's weird because, like, <laughs> I, I would say, like, in the 2000s, kind of like those gritty, really thoughtful, like, it, it, it kept getting like mass produced to the point when it was corny and stuff. And I think now, like, yeah. there's i don't think there's going to be resurgence of that anytime soon i think yeah you know it's going to be it's going to be cheese ball gardens of the galaxy stuff for a while yeah and probably. then like yeah <laughs> well it's like i don't know the thing is like um i'm you know I, I was thinking about the x-men because like the first x-men movie came like i guess a year and a half maybe after joel schumacher's uh yeah batman and robin was that it or batman forever both <laughs> uh you know the shitty one where schwarzenegger is is uh, mr freeze oh yeah that and, was uh, my first exposure to batman as a kid <laughs> oh i God. thought oh, i don't know no, <laughs> no like uh but well my first exposure to batman was the other joel schumacher uh schumacher like however that's pronounced uh <laughs> <laughs> Joel Schumacher's, uh, you know, the one where Tom Lee Jones plays Two Face, but like yeah. his version of Two Face is like as if Two Face took the Joker toxin and became like Joker Two Face or something. Because I was like, <laughs> Two Face, yeah. and they're like, "That's not Two Face, bro." <laughs> I have Two Faces. No, like, I have uh, Two Faces, and it's like, but we're Two Faces. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's in the harley quinn tv show i don't know if you've seen that i saw, like, I saw those parts when yeah, i saw like, that part it's like, like, like uh, he, he was in a business deal right or he was like <laughs> he's, in a, partnership. he's in a deal like he 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 like he decided to join forces with uh two-face like bane and two-face yeah and uh, two-face who's a big asshole uh, like he's like well you know uh, it's like uh, Bane is like well we need a name we need a name for our super team <laughs> and Two-Face is like well you know my name is Two-Face why don't we call it Two-Faces because like we have your face so it's like Two-Faces yeah. that don't just seems, 
It's like, that just seems like you're doing publicity for yourself. <laughs> and then Two in the end, like, Two faces, my. And then, like, Bane, when Bane fights Batman, like, you can see a big billboard that says Two Faces, and it's just like a picture of Two Face. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I can see that Two Face is the one pulling the strings here. No, but we're partners. It's Two Faces. Can't you see that? <laughs> <laughs> and then like that's when he like goes like full roid rage and uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like ah i knew i shouldn't have had a better business deal that's what it was <laughs> he breaks batman's legs gonna be stop overthinking <laughs> uh, he said i was overthinking but i wasn't <laughs> but then like so then like uh but like that that tv show uh harley quinn like they they pick parts of like you know the nolan batman films because bane has a pit i don't know if bane has a pit in the comics i'm not sure uh, i haven't read those but it's like uh the, then like two-face to like you know make up with with bane he gives him a pit as a present is like i thought this would I thought you would like this present. And then like Two-Face like, you got a pit for me? (laughs) It's like, this is the best present I could ever hope for. (laughs) And then he has like a rehabilitation center at the bottom of the pit. And then it's like, well, you know, when you're at the bottom of the pit, you're at the bottom of the pit. And (laughs) it's like, why are there bars in the cells? And it's like, because you cannot escape the pit. Uh, yeah, I, I I fucking love that TV show. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna start it. I need like some fast paced stuff. Like I've been I've been um, yeah, man. like I, I didn't realize how much my lifestyle changed until I got the Criterion Channel app. Yeah, and like that's pretty good. It, yeah, it's good movies, but you have to like sit. Yeah, and like and really like concentrate on it for like there. a few hours. Yeah, but then um, I came across Police Story. And that is like the complete opposite. I'm like, I'm surprised the Criterion Collection has this. <laughs> they oh, dude, like they 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 uh, they have a bunch of movies that I'm kind of surprised that they have. Like, but anyway, yeah. sorry. Uh, but like, you've been watching a bunch of Japanese movies, like um, movies, right? I'm on my way. Um, I I, I was supposed Rash- to watch Rashomon or something. I watched Rashomon. Uh, I'm gonna watch uh, Lone Wolf in the Club. And the cub and the original yeah. Godzilla because I never got around to that yet. Damn, so I since I got the Criterion app, I watched Rashomon, a uh, police yeah. story, which I, I I sometimes I forget how badass Jackie Chan was. Like I I know, but sometimes I forget. And then um, yeah. I watched uh, <laughs> Jackie Chan's the man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just because I kept hearing about this movie in New York, I uh, I ended the night with Eraserhead. Eraserhead by David oh, like Lynch. The, the David Lynch, uh, yeah, with that big like sort. Of, it's like the haircut is as if he put his finger in a socket, right? Yeah. Did he actually put his his finger in a socket? I, I didn't. I don't. Movie. No, he didn't do that. It's like, like, yeah, his, yeah. his head was just. I wouldn't be surprised if he did in that movie. <laughs> like I, I, I sat through that. Like, like I don't. I, like I'm. I'm not around a whole lot of other movie buffs all the time, so I'm kind of like. Like, especially my parents, I'm like, I hope they don't, like, go through the history and, like, <laughs> see what movies I'm watching. And they're like, what, what, what is our son up to right now? <laughs> like, is he okay? No, like, cri- the Criterion Collection, like, the, the Criterion Channel, like, they, they have 
a lot. I think they have all of uh, Scorsese's short films from the 1960s. And there's one where I can't remember if it's called The Razor Blade or something. And um, like, it's essentially this guy who's shaving in the morning. And I, I don't know if they actually, and then he keeps cutting himself. So and then there's just like this jam colored, uh, you know, gushing of like, hopefully fake blood. So it's, uh, it, it, you know, like, I think when you get into the Criterion channel, you'll have a lot of things that aren't really mainstream, but are, you know, artistic. Uh, hey, man, uh, we, we could hear you a little bit, but I couldn't tell what you guys were talking about. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> uh, she just uh, shook that you, you went to med school at one point. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, like the hip bone and, you know, pelvis and uh, the stuff. Which is yeah. probably why uh, I didn't pass med school. Uh, <laughs> the ho- hip and, uh, the pelvis and the stuff. All right. You know, all the pelvis and the stuff and the thing. <laughs> Leave the hell. The and ankle the is connected the to the hip through the leg and the and You got the, the hips and the joints and the thing. See the elbows. The things. And, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> remember when those used to be fun? Yeah, <laughs> <Those are> <laughs> uh, it used to be so much fun before. Well, you know, <laughs> before we knew, but I before knew. we knew, before we knew all the crazy shit that he was up to. But, <laughs> but well, uh, I, I would like to believe he still talks like that, like even in real life. Like I hope he, I hope he wasn't like, hey, uh, creepy, whatever guy. And then the next dude. second, oh, 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 the executives here. Hey, oh man, I don't know what's worse, like. If he if he's like actually super normal, like his voice is super like different in real life, or if yeah. he's or if he's actually the same, you know, it's like come here. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. The funny <laughs> like, thing about him though is that like, uh, but for the, uh, those of you who have no idea, Bill Cosby. Bill anyway, Cosby, yeah. <laughs> like if you see him like when he's like younger, it's yeah. like he he just talks regular. He he was like in a police drama or something, and he just talks very like straightforward, but. It's as he got older, whenever we do impressions of him, yeah. we're doing him getting old and basically like kind of losing it. Yeah. <laughs> like his career started like this and like 10 years later, he can't find the words yeah. and they're in the I sky in the, the box. And, and then, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I remember like, because I, before, uh, before the truth came out, like he appeared, he was on Jimmy Fallon. And Jimmy Fallon was making fun of his, like, he, he was uh, doing impression of him, in front of him. It was like, oh, you know, when you do the things yeah, and yeah. stuff. And then, then, like, he did not seem happy. I was like, damn, like, he looks pissed off. And, and I was like, uh, you know, we could see the, you know, the, the beast behind the mask <laughs> for a second there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it was so weird when that came out. Well, when that came out, everyone thought everything he was doing was a joke like yeah no i don't think i heard a the crowd for jimmy fanon laugh that hard like like i think that was one of the times i heard the crowd laugh that hard and speaking of jimmy fallon anybody feel like he's actually god (laughs) never put an audience in front of jimmy fallon ever he will suck again i like like, (laughs) like he's way better when there's like 
nobody to impress i guess i don't know yeah <laughs> because like I, I guess maybe maybe you should like you know get some cbd oils or something before he comes out on stage because like he seen maybe it's like anxiety man like he's just like uh when he he had to uh before the the pandemic uh started like uh i never i i used to watch jimmy fallon when he had the late uh late night you know mm -hmm. late night with jimmy fallon and then when he got the tonight show like i sort of like he was so I feel like he had so much pressure to f be mainstream or something, yeah. you know, like a people pleaser that he yeah. became one like for, for real. Yeah. And, uh, like, I feel like he didn't have that much pressure when he was back at like, you know, 1230. Yeah. Uh, cause you can, cause when you, when you see him just being natural, it's like, you realize why everybody likes him. And then he has to put the Jay Leno, Johnny Carson hat on and that doesn't, I know that doesn't fit him. I feel like Jimmy Fallon would have done good with like, if the format of his show was like what Carson Daly did, mm -hmm. when he just kind of goes around and just like talks to people yeah. one on one. No, but I think you know if uh, you know when this when it's all when it's all over, I hope that I mean if they bring the 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 audience back into the mix, I hope that like he, you know, keeps his his cool self you know like he stays the, the way he, he should be you know the way he was like he's being now uh yeah. you know they might just cancel live audiences i don't know yeah i feel like Diz and meryl started that trend it's like of like not needing an immediate <coughs> laughter yeah well thing every is, like, like three seconds you know before it was like oh that's funny because everyone else is laughing you know yeah it's like ah it's like yeah oh actually it wasn't that funny but yeah uh, i mean i wonder like, how i wonder if ellen's show is even going to exist in like few months dude like so much shit came out about her like yeah. uh i mean some some are saying that it's because of her producer which i'm sure the producer had a part to play but like the 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 show is called ellen yeah. Uh, you know, it's like if something happened on Conan, I would be like, yeah, that's Conan's fault. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, like Ellen is like the, the master of ceremony. Like, you know, she's the MC and she's the boss. And, uh, yeah. you know, like, like some of the accusations in the beginning just sounded petty, but then it kept building to the point where I feel like yeah. something huge is going to come out in like the next week. Yeah. Of like, like, did you see that Dakota Johnson clip where it's like, Oh, you didn't invite me to your party. I was like, I didn't even know you liked me. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was like, I was like, if if they had a normal, you know, like yeah. professional relationship, you know, like yeah. uh, Ellen and Dakota Johnson, like she wouldn't have made that comment. Like, oh, I didn't yeah. even know you liked me. And I was like, damn, that's, you can that's never, weird. Yeah, you can never really tell anymore. Like, I mean, the veil is coming down, but like you could. Like, like I always assumed stuff like that was like witty banter. Yeah, yeah, me celebrities. too. But and half the time, that's like, yeah, yeah. But then when you're like in hindsight, you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> maybe not. But you're fine uh, then. <laughs> but I, I think I mean she used to play. I mean she she used to do pranks and uh, like surprise people out of nowhere, like Ellen Ellen DeGeneres on her guests. Like she'd mm -hmm. have like you know Zac Efron hide in a box or something. Yeah. not zach efron but someone else i can't remember and just like jump out like hey you know and like surprise one of his co-stars or yeah. something you know and uh i don't know like i was never a big fan of that shit <laughs> uh <laughs> Finally. i was like 
if I if I go to a talk show, I don't want to be like you know, uh, jumped by Zac Efron. Uh, mm. <laughs> I actually applied like I, I think there was like a social media position or something I was applying for for Ellen, mm. and the one thing that kept holding me back every single time was knowing about that part. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate jump scares so much, man. And it's like if I have to like go in every day, ah, I'm like ah. It's like, well, Mike, uh, you're the one in the box today. It's like, no, I don't know. No. Or I have to like turn every corner. I don't know if like, I don't know. <laughs> it is some freaky. It could uh, be like February yeah. and it is yeah. there for some reason. There's going to be some like teamster somewhere with a Ellen mask. Just yeah. like, waiting for you every time you, you, you know, every morning when you go to work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, hey, <laughs> you're like, oh, uh, I don't know. Like uh, my my girlfriend's a big fan of she's not a fan of Alan but she's a fan of Kalen like Kalen Allen like he's a he's a regular on Ellen like he, he used to oh like, the, the the guy that does like reactions of yeah stuff, yeah the right? guy that does reactions to like you know like the worst recipes on on YouTube yeah and uh, like you know I I like Kalen but like I never really latched onto Ellen yeah like you know I don't you know. It's not yeah. that she's not funny. It's not whatever. It's not my yeah. kind of thing. It's not my kind of humor. Yeah. But I feel like whether or not, like, you, you, like, you, you were as bad as they say, I, I feel like there is a concern. Some people make an effort to make sure they take you down yeah. at, like, the, at, when you're at your biggest. And it's like, Ellen, like, so, like, like it's easy to forget that right now she has like game apps on on the app store. She has her like primetime shows. She's basically like an entire brand right now. And I don't know how long ago some of these accusations are, but it's it. I I, I feel like that has to be like part of it is that because like the first Jenga piece to come out from all of this was. Um, I guess when she was complaining that quarantine felt like jail mm-hmm. and honestly with, with people, when it, when it comes to like just natural human nature, once you give people a reason to like start picking at you, then people are going to like be comfortable enough to like come out with like their experience of you, whether yeah. it was petty or like really big. Cause I have no idea how far some of these accusations do go, but that's just like literally what happens. It always takes like, a, you know, you have to build an empire and then you take one piece out of the empire, like a Jenga piece. And then everything like comes crashing down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, honestly, um, you know, I think even if, uh, I, I think some of the allegations are, uh, you know, even if like she, she has, she gets the, you know, she suffers a big setback. I don't think it's going to destroy Ellen. Yeah. Honestly. Well, the the thing is the fact that not a lot of people are coming to her defense or especially like employees, that's, uh, that's pretty telling and stuff. And Mm -hmm. sometimes actually like this could be more on like a corporate level for a lot of, you know, like when it comes to like microaggressions and stuff, even though sometimes when you hear about it, it seems kind of like petty. A lot of times in corporate cultures, that's like covering, that's, that's usually like a blanket for like a bigger problem. So yeah, that's we'll, true. We'll, yeah see. We'll, we'll see, but it's we'll like, see. 
uh, how did we yeah. get here? Oh yeah, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, if Jimmy something comes Fallon. out about like, if Jimmy Fallon like didn't do his apology or whatever on on the air for like what he was accused of doing, oh that that tower would have fell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like his brand would have been like done. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like well, I think well, Ellen like she she apologized on Twitter, I think. Yeah. Uh, but then it's like you know she was acting like she didn't know about it. Yeah. And I think that's what's keeping this going because like uh, some some guests and and employees, former I think I don't know if they're former employees or current employees. Right. It's like you know they're 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 yeah they they still have this they're still stoking the the fires of. Uh, yeah yeah (laughs) and i i think we can like speak to it a little bit because like we've worked in media is that the lines between personal and professional get blurred all the time because it's felt almost like a necessity to do that yeah well it's it's like uh it's yeah things like in a creative you know position or whatever yeah. Uh, you know, when you're surrounded by creatives or, or you're working uh, for a agency or entertainment studio or, you know, something that has to do with creative work, uh, there, there's this weird kind of, uh, like, you know, the barrier that you would have in a normal job was like, this is business, this is whatever. Like, it sometimes gets blurred because of the hours because of the type of work because a lot of the time you're looking deep within yourself to come up with new ideas yeah and it's often like yeah i I get what you mean it's 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 like and it's high pressure like high pressure like you know time sensitive uh you know especially for tv i'm guessing like you know yeah and a lot of people aren't like more more like this has happened more they probably have it before, but I will say more than ever, people are a bit more honest with themselves about like their personal starting point. So when you're like, when you have like a bunch of employees in a building now and a company as big as Ellen's, chances are that like what is a joke to one person will come off aggressive to the next person yeah, or what, is a certain kind of action to one person is something that, you know, to another person, it's what you were taught you were supposed to do. And it's like, it, it, it's, it's, I'm wondering if it's like too awkward for people to have certain conversations or if, I don't know. What's well, like, it, it's very emotional, you know, like yeah. if you have a, a working environment, a work environment that's uh, toxic, Right. And everyone kind of goes with it. Yeah. You're like, what am I complaining about? Like everyone else is suffering yeah. the same thing and they're not saying anything. And comedy at the end of the day, like even for family friendly comedy, at the end of the day is about pushing it. Yeah. And if you're not pushing it, people are like almost uncomfortable with you holding back. So you, you it, yeah. it's possible that you can like walk around all day questioning if something was it's something to be reported or if something is just kind of yeah. like light ribbing or if you shouldn't care if it's either, I don't know, but yeah. yeah well, you know, I think like uh, it's impossible not to offend at least one person 
yeah uh with any joke yeah like any joke will offend at least one person yeah that, that, but that it's not even like so much offending it's more it, or like, like it's more of like could like saying or doing like people will have more knowledge i would say nowadays feel bad. I don't know. yeah and i think it's people like, like like have more knowledge of i would say like trickle effects like if you're mm-hmm. from the top and you have a bad day and everybody under you is trying to interpret your actions or interpret your words to like the next employee to the next employee that's that 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 might have created like a company culture that she didn't want i don't know yeah or maybe she did want i don't know <laughs> well you know i th- i think uh yeah i don't know it's like i guess she she sets the tone i, I, right. I think and then uh, it's up to the producers uh, and the people under her to like you know spread it but then yeah yeah, i think there was like one uh producer who's who's been there since like the beginning of ellen uh of ellen uh, the tv is like the the talk show yeah uh and he was like the one that apparently was the big problem there so uh you know i think we'll have to see what happens uh i I don't know if they're off the air on the air i don't really follow ellen yeah, uh, but uh, you know, when she gets back after this, uh, yeah. maybe you know, give her a year, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> see what happens, yeah. But yeah, I think, well, she probably could have done more, probably, I yeah. think maybe to, but then like maybe it's not her job to rein in her producers. I, yeah. I don't know. I, don't I always know wonder that, like, what happens when an entertainer becomes a boss like we, when it's you not start forte you know it's not yeah they, they haven't been training to become the boss for yeah. years you know while becoming stand-up comedians you know like yeah. becoming famous as a stand-up comedian like you're not training to become like a manager of like you know not even like the manager of a wendy's yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're there to these are my jokes these are things okay let's go and then, enjoy and, uh, there you go. <laughs> enjoy enjoy my platter of jokes uh yeah it's like uh <laughs> It's a little comedic surf and turf. Uh, <laughs> comedic uh, surf and turf. I, yes. I, I, I've been wanting to say surf and turf for like three episodes now. So now I have. So you, you had your entryway. We, uh, we did it. Here. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now it's like, oh, man. That it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Thing is like, we don't have all the facts. Uh, I don't think anyone really knows. I don't even think Ellen knows everything that's been happening under her nose. Yeah. Probably. I mean, there has been like things I, been, I guess yeah. she said and then yeah. over time. I don't know. It's, there have been things that she probably, you know, that probably didn't help. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if you can like blame it, you know, 100% of it on her. Uh, and I don't think that 0% of the blame uh you know i i and i think yeah. she has more than zero percent you know like yeah more than ten percent of the blame and, and the tricky <laughs> thing with like company culture and stuff is like nowadays because like media it's like i i, I it's kind of fragile like i didn't want to say fragile but like because like it's fragile, fragile and everybody's right? still yeah. trying to like figure out like which way is which way is up and it's like always changing mm-hmm. like i feel like people have a hardest have a hard time saying no now you know like no to ideas or like no to your boss like they're 
they're is, like people yeah. get offended you know it's like even and even just like saying no in a nice way i mean no i mean in my experience uh you know in my in my current uh, uh job like everyone you know people aren't afraid to say no but then i don't think that's the case for every single organization out, out there I think yeah. like it's always like, well, you know, mm, uh, mm, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, I'm not sure. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm from, uh, you know, I, I had, I had a teacher who was very like in your face and every right. time he didn't like an idea, he would say like, put it in the trash, you know? <laughs> so, you oh know, man, I would I have loved to, to go down. there. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to tone that down when I came to the U.S. I was like, okay, I can't be as direct as uh, like Germans are very direct, you know, because they, you know, when they criticize you, they think that they're helping you. Oh man, by I making want to go you a better person. You made you know, me so wish I, I went like, to Hamburg. I am just now. helping you to become a better robot. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or in what is it, Bill Burr's words? Why didn't you say you were sorry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I was like. Dude, yeah. <laughs> do, do you want to tell the beer story uh, I, think, I think you guys heard this uh, I? I don't know I, I don't know the story of a german guy <laughs> in college i was just learning to drink and i was like oh, I'll, I, oh i'm almost done this is the gist of the story i was like almost done and then he just looks me straight in this face what are you pussy <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I think it's a German accent makes that ten times more hilarious than it Make, actually is. But yeah, <laughs> it's just um, it's like we'll okay, see. since you've been yeah. to Germany, wait, like it, I, I've heard two comedians make a joke about like yeah, either Germany or East Europe about like how <laughs> how jokes are taken literally, or like yeah. anything you say, people try to like logistically like break it down things like that yeah they, yeah they, they tried to logistically like very rationally like a computer you know they they try to break it down yeah in a way that because like german humor uh you know i lived in germany for like three four years something like that and even like in their ads like uh, they were doing like you know uh was an ad for a chocolate bar or something yeah and then they're like uh yeah and, and uh it was like I don't know. It was like, it is have this and have that. Ha ha ha. You know, <laughs> it's like, because it should be one type of chocolate, but it's two types. Isn't that hilarious? You know, <laughs> and you're like, what? Uh, but Germans um, are big on puns. Germans are really big on puns. I didn't, I didn't know that was an acceptable form of humor anymore. <laughs> no, they're, they're big on puns because like, you know, because it should it sounds like this, but it means something else. <laughs> you know, it is irrational, don't you think? And it's sort of like that. That's like, like in a nutshell, like in my yeah. three, four years of living in Germany, that's like German humor. You know what this reminds me of? And a uh, shout out to Joe Chua for showing me this, uh, this wonderful Mad TV skit. <laughs> I was like, I think it was like a German group or something. And the name of the song was like, spooky spooky party or something i i don't know like ex exactly what you just said. Spooky, <laughs> exactly, spooky party. Mm -hmm. exactly what you just said sounded exactly like what that was it was like yeah oh, it's frankenstein it's frankenstein. <laughs> dude like okay my my last german uh thing i think it's german it's like you know uh coincidence yeah you know 
like, oh, you can really dance. Oh, you can really dance. And then it's like, oh, we were dancing all this time. What a coincidence. You know? Wait, is that from Mad TV? That sounds familiar. <laughs> no, that's like, uh, I think it was a big thing on TikTok a few months ago. And it's oh. actually, you can actually look at it on, you can actually look at the actual clip on YouTube. It is called Coincidence. Yeah. And, uh, and it's about these two guys. One is called uh, like Choo Choo and the other guy is called uh, something else. And Choo Choo was such little pants. <laughs> and... <laughs> so that, that's, that's, my, that's my European uh, hot take, uh, you know, tip, top tip of the week. Woo! Woo! All right. That was... Uh... <laughs> that was our episode this week. We How kind of we actually... a bit everywhere. How many? How much did we uh, talk about superheroes? Almost nothing. Um, <laughs> so I, lo- I love the writing in the show. Every every so often we have a topic. Every so often, uh, yeah. we just uh, enjoy because the like, ASMR. I mean, of our, yeah, of us. It, it's <laughs> like you know we didn't because like nothing really big came out this week. I mean, except for maybe the Umbrella Academy, but it wasn't like yeah, but you know. Europe is so much more fun to talk about sometimes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know why. Like, like the fact that we always co- go come back around. Always go back to talk like, about Europe because you're like, you're curious about Europe. Like, you want to go to Europe. Like, <laughs> well, I didn't think all the parodies I, I saw of, because I know so much about Europe. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think all the parodies of Europe were that accurate, and they apparently are. Like, they are. I mean, you know, th- there is a nugget of truth in every parody, but it's true that you know, like. Oh no! This is more of a nugget. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's like a. It's like a turd, you know, like a big, you know, uh, a big swirl, a big swirl. Big swirly, swirly. A big swirly, you know. <laughs> Do you like the frozen yogurt? Hmm? <laughs> we make the best frozen yogurt in Berlin. We take it to the nightclub every night. And swirly, we, swirly. We, we use it as, as sunscreen, swirly. you know, for the, for the, for the ladies. The ladies. The ladies. <laughs> it is a good lubricant. <laughs> You know, follow us. This one, we do slide through the door because the door is so tight. You know, when you get into Perkhain, follow us at what we binge <laughs> on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts. Uh, yeah, so what else? we are we are in a bunch of new platforms this week. So we are on uh, Radio Public, uh, Beaker, Castbox. Uh, yeah, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, let me look at our website, which is anchor.fm slash what we binge. And you can find us, find all of your favorite uh, platforms there. So yes, we are on Breaker, CastBox, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Anchor, of course. So uh, guys, we love you. Uh, hateful Eight. Uh, love, lo- loving, loving eight. Uh, Terrible three from San Jose. We love yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> the the three musketeers in San Jose. Uh, Huzzah! <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> Come, D'Artagnan. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm gonna do my best, my playthrough. Uh,